0: The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please do not apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. What is up everyone and welcome to the Buddies Podcast where we discuss how to take control of your health, and gain the freedom to live the life that you deserve. I'm Garrett Panno, and with me is my co-host, Dr. Grady Donahoe, who is a board-certified chiropractic internist. Hello, Buddies. Today we have a unique podcast for you, and that is because I will be flying solo on this one today and um, that's because Dr. Pano is studying vigorously for his board examinations so that way he can get out into practice and get his hands on people so um, he's working hard on that and so he wants to put as much effort into that as he can so that way he can get out in his community and serve people so that being said the topic that we're gonna be talking about today or that I'm gonna be rambling on and ranting on about is on continuous glucose monitors. Now this podcast is going to be largely me advocating for these continuous glucose monitors. The reason for that is because like we harp on all the time in this podcast, it gives you so much data. And with that data, you can make educated and scientific decisions on your body specifically that's going to be much more consistent over over time, the more data you get. And because of that, many people in the diabetic community consider these continuous glucose monitors as one of the most important developments in the diabetic community, and how it's treated and controlled. So we're gonna dive in deep to that today and hopefully come out the other side with a good understanding of what glu- continuous glucose monitors are and what they can do for you as far as your blood sugar regulation. So we're going to be talking about type 1's, type 2's or even people just having trouble with blood sugar management whether they're um, having trouble with hypoglycemia or aren't sure if they're having um, highs and lows and so they just want to see how their body is metabolizing sugar and processing. So what is a continuous glucose monitor if you don't know? So it's a it's a device that you carry on your body just like you would a pump so it's always attached to you but in this case you don't have any wires or tubing that are coming off of you which i know is a a big factor for a lot of people as to why they don't get pumps um... and so it's just a little tube sensor that is stuck into the skin and it stays in the skin um, and reads the interstitial fluid so it doesn't actually read your blood sugar it reads the sugar inside the interstitial fluid which is the fluid between the cells um, and in the skin so so there is some differences between a blood glucose meter and a continuous glucose monitor so there and we'll go over some of those differences here in a little bit but with these sensors they are going to be reading that sugar level every 5 minutes so you get a reading a new reading every 5 minutes um, over a 24-hour period so it's continuously reading though your sugars every five minutes and so and it's plotting that data for you so each each sensor has a different sort of software a different sort of system that will plot the data for you on a graph and so that way you can see and you can analyze and you can say okay what happened here that caused this blood sugar or my blood sugar to go this way or um, or things like that so it's a good way for you to visualize what is going on in ch- inside your body all the time. Whereas in contrast with, with a finger stick glucometer you're only getting that snapshot in time. So if you check it before you eat or even if you're checking it 30 minutes after you eat, an hour after you eat, and then two hours after you eat to see how your body's reacting you're still missing a big gap in there as far as what your blood sugar is actually doing. And so it can be really amazing to see how your blood sugar is actually acting in that time frame because we can see the number on our glucometer and think okay this is probably what's happening it may be going up and so I'm, I might need to take a little bit or it may be going down so I may need to eat something and so it's really really an eye opener to see actually where your blood sugar is trending and and then make decisions off of that whereas with the finger stick glucometer there's a little bit of guessing involved and when there's guessing involved there's a higher likelihood that you're going to guess wrong or make a a poor decision or a decision that's going to end up um, putting you in in a hypo or a hyper blood sugar state so um that's really the major difference between finger finger stick glucose meters and the continuous glucose monitor is you just are able to see how your body is responding not only in the moment but over a long period of time so if you're making lifestyle changes like oh I'm gonna start a new exercise program that can change your blood sugar dramatically over not only on a day to day basis an hour to hour basis a minute to minute basis but also just over time as well and so you can see with that continuous glucose monitor being in your body all the time for um, an extended period of time, you can see how your b- body and how your blood sugar is changing to that new lifestyle change. So whether that was exercise or a new diet or a now a new stressful job or something like that, you can see how your body's changing and then adapt to those changes. And it becomes a uh, much, a much safer change as well because you can see it in real time. And at the same time, you can, you're getting that feedback all the time. So if you do make a wrong decision, you can catch it. Typically you can catch it before something bad happens or before you get into a state where, um, you know, you get frustrated cause, oh man, I had this high blood sugar and I don't really know why. Well, all of this data will help you figure out why did I get into that state? Was it because, oh, I got really stressed out at this moment and that's why my blood sugar started rising up um... or you know whatever it is you can start to put that picture to get together and get a better idea of what you need to do next time that situation arises now i don't mean to dog on the finger stick glucose meters because they are important and they're still important even when you have a continuous glucose monitor and that's because you need that finger stick to calibrate your, um, your CGM. So the finger stick glucometer is really the gold standard as far as accuracy on where your blood sugar is at in that moment. So you're not going to be totally relying necessarily on the CGM. You still need that finger stick glucose to calibrate. And really, if you're going to make a decision on a high or low blood sugar, in all honesty at this point I would still suggest to check your blood sugar with that finger stick before making that decision because there are times when these sensors aren't accurate or they aren't at the spot where you think it is and so it is still worth having the, those finger stick glucometers um, because of that accuracy and the scenario for when those sensors are really the most inaccurate is actually when your blood sugar is climbing very rapidly or falling very rapidly and that's because when you're measuring the interstitial fluid for blood sugar that interstitial fluid isn't real time it takes a while for that blood to mix with that interstitial fluid and you know transport the the sugars there so what you're seeing on your graph for your continuous glucose monitor is actually you know, relatively in the past. So, um, if something is trending up um, very quickly, you're likely much higher than that at that point in time. So, if you're rising or you're or you're dropping, um, you definitely want to check your blood sugar with that finger stick before you make that decision because um, it may be higher or it may be lower than what you what you're seeing on that CGM because of that. Um, time that it takes for the blood to mix with the interstitial fluid. So essentially to sum that up you still need that finger stick glucose for the accuracy and really to make your decisions on what you're going to do with a high or low but you get a lot of information between those finger stick glucose when you use a CGM. And with that data you can see the trends you can see how your blood sugar is responding because Um, Like I said before, between those finger sticks, even if you're checking it fairly frequently, there can be a massive swing in what's going on. So, you know, I could check my blood sugar right after I work out and say it's, you know, at 80. And then I wait like 15, 30 minutes, and I check it again, and it's at 80 again. But it doesn't tell me anything about what happened in between there. Did it drop and then come back up because my adrenaline started pumping or did it spike? Um, and then come back down, you know, I'm missing that information. So it's always good to have those trends and see those trends because you get that missing information and you can better understand how your body's responding to certain things. But at the same time, like I said, finger stick uh, glucometer is still really the gold standard as far as accuracy goes. There's also a lot that goes into the accuracy of a CGM. And hydration is one of those things. So if you're not hydrated, um, that can throw off your CGM readings. And I think even between individuals, I think the accuracy varies because of hydration, but also I think because of a few other reasons. Um, And the reason I say that is because I myself, to be honest, um, my sensor isn't terribly accurate, um, especially when I'm on the high end or low end. Um, the accurate accuracy of it really um, starts to get worse. And whereas with Dr. Pano, um, his CGM seems to be very accurate um, for the most part, um, whether he's high or low or anywhere in between. And I think that has a lot to do with the fluid dynamics within the interstitial fluid. And those dynamics are going to be different from person to person. And with the technology that they're coming out with, um, I think it's doing a better job of you know, squashing that variability. But at the same time, um, this is still a pretty new technology. So there are still some, some areas where they can improve on. But at the same time, like I said, we're looking at the trends. Um, the trends is really, at least in my opinion, the really important part of the CGM. Because um, you get to see how your body is responding. It's not necessarily the accuracy of it, because it's, the accuracy, in my opinion, just isn't quite there yet, as far as where I would like to see it. Um, but at the same time, you are seeing the trends. You are seeing where your body is going, especially like at night when you aren't checking your blood sugar at all for you know eight hours at a time. You can see what am I doing? What is my blood sugar doing in the night? And at the same time, it has alerts on it to wake you up if you are dropping low, um, so you can wake up, check your blood sugar, make sure it's low. You know, drink drink a juice or something. And so I think that's really really beneficial, especially for people who live by themselves, who um, you know people aren't necessarily checking up on them to make sure that they're waking up in the morning. Or you have um, you know, parents who are worried that their child might be dipping low in the night. And so having that, that data to access I think is really powerful. Not only in the aspect of controlling your blood sugar, but also just like the mental aspect of that security that you know, something's there protecting you from getting low or you know, things like that is really beneficial for, um, for a lot of people. I think it really appeals to a lot of people um, for why they get it and why they really, really enjoy having a CGM um, connected to them at all times. But while we're on the topic of accuracy, I know everybody becomes a fanboy or fangirl of all of their company that they use for CGM. Um, So um, right now I use Medtronic and uh, Dr. Pano, he used to use Medtronic and now he just switched to Dexacom. Um, so he's kind of testing that out and seeing the difference between um, the Medtronic sensor and the Dexacom sensor. And so there's a lot of you know, battle that I see going on um, with different people uh, on the interwebs with the accuracy of each company. And so um, I think for the most part, a lot of people believe that Dexcom is the most accurate um, sensor on the market right now but that being said I think the other sensor sensors do a really good job and like I said before it's not, not always necessarily about the accuracy. It doesn't have to be super on spot like being exactly the same as the finger stick. It's more so being accurate with the trends and being able to see those trends. And, and where your blood sugar is going and how it's responding to, to different scenarios. is that, That's where you're really using the information from the CGM and so that's really the most important part. But while we're kinda on that topic, let's quickly highlight the three companies that make continuous glucose monitors and kinda quickly describe each sensor. So you have the Freestyle Libre sensor from Abbott. You also have the Dexcom sensor And The Medtronic sensor which is the Guardian sensor. So let's start with the Guardian sensor since that's what I use And so I'm most familiar with that one So with the Guardian sensor um, It's linked with the pump um, That it comes with so there's not really an option to have just the sensor at least to my knowledge um, And not have the pump So it's connected with the pump and you can see all the data that you get from that sensor on the pump that you're using. So the, um, I think it's the G670 um, pump. So the data is sent from that sensor to the pump. And you can see not only the blood sugar number, but then also the graph that it makes um, with that data. And so you can see that in real time. And it also has an option to, um, to do the closed loop system, Um, I can't remember what they call that, Um, but I think it's like the auto mode, yeah, they call it the auto mode on the pump. And so it basically takes over the control of your basal rate by using the data from the sensor to say, okay, um, this person's trending up, so we're gonna give a little bit more basal, um, or this person's trending down, so we're gonna give a little less basal. And so it does that automatically for you. As a goal to try and keep you in range um, for a longer period of time. And now I will say, with me, I am super, um, you know, a perfectionist with my blood sugar, and so I don't like having, um, I don't like relieving control of my blood sugar to a machine, especially since, like I said before, the accuracy of it, at least for me. Isn't at a high enough quality to relieve that that responsibility over to over to the machine And so when I first tried it out and it just always kept me higher than I'd like to have have myself I was probably sitting at always in the 150s on a good day and sometimes even getting up into the 200s Um, And so that's just way too high for me, so I I don't personally use the auto mode. I just use the continuous glucose monitor for, like I said, the data, and so I can see where my blood sugar is trending. So if you know if I'm starting work and it's trending down, then I might have some um, some sugar to to boost myself up. If I know I'm going to be really active, or if I'm you know trending up from lunch and I know I need to um, have my brain to work really well. Then i might give myself a little bit of insulin so that's what i kind of use it for and um, with the medtronic sensor um, they typically will only last seven days a total of seven days once the seven days hits the pump will notify you that the sensor has ended and you will have to take it out no matter if you feel like you can go longer or not and but at the same time sometimes it doesn't necessarily last that long either um, I've had and and mostly that's because of trauma to the area or at least in my experience it's been trauma. Um, so for example, you know I I coach wrestling so sometimes I bump it or um, bang it on the mat and that trauma messes with the sensor enough that it just becomes really inaccurate and it'll even tell me you know I'll try to calibrate it and it'll say calibration not accepted and then it'll if it does that for more than once. it'll say you need to change your sensor so um so there's some pros and cons there um, with with the medtronic Um, you get the the closed loop system um, you get the data on the pump and now they have an app on your phone that you can send that data to as of right now i think it's only on the um, ios system so if you have an apple phone you can you can have that app and see that data And also get alerts on your phone and send that information to other people's phones. So if you are, if you have a kid and that has diabetes, you can have that information sent to your phone if they're dropping low or or getting too high, Um, or if you're just you know an adult and you want that on your phone, that way it can alert you. Um, You can have that as well. And I think in the summer of 2020, so summer of this year. They're planning to release that in the I in, in the Android system. So if you have a Google phone or something like that, um, you'll be able to get that here pretty soon. So, so there's a lot of good things about it. Um, there's definitely some room for improvement on it as well. But like I said, um, it's definitely still a really good, good tool um, if you don't have it already. And so The other big name is Dexacom, as far as continuous glucose monitors. And that one, like I said before, is considered by many people to be the most accurate in the market right now. Um, Another good benefit from that one is that you can keep it in longer. So they say about 10 days um, is how long a sensor lasts. And I've also seen um, some people on on the interwebs Um, showing how you can kind of hack the system to where you can make it last longer or use it again um, without having to take it out so um, depending on who you talk to it can last longer than that but they suggest um, no more than 10 days and that's for you know several reasons not only the accuracy of the sensor but then also um, what it does to your body so having something foreign inside your body especially in one specific spot can cause some issues whether that's with a you know a, an immune reaction or a allergic reaction um, where it kind of you get some ir- skin irritation because of it or simply having some scar tissue build up more so than if you would change it a little bit more frequently. It does come with a device that it sends the information to that you can read it and look at it but at the same time it also has an app on your phone that you can se- that. set it will send information to. So much like with what I just described with the Medtronic, the Dexcom will send it to your phone and it works very well with the Apple system. I think it also works with the Android system. I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure it does. And it will send the information to your phone so you can look at it right on your phone. And um, I know with the um, Apple system, you can set it to where it's on your lock screen or something like that you can have a widget there that you can just hit hit your lock screen and look at your number and much like with the Medtronic you can have alerts on it and, and, and share that information with your loved ones so that they can know what your blood sugar is at all times or know when your blood sugar is getting low or high or, or whatnot and for some people that sounds like an awesome idea um, for others they're like I I like to keep my life private they don't need to worry about it Um, and at the same time I think for me when I think about um, having that information sent to my loved ones it's one of those things where I don't want them to worry about it because I know I just think about my mom if she were to have that access to that information she would be stressed out 24-7 it would just be um, torture I feel like for her and so for, for that reason, I think for the most part, I would keep it to myself or keep it to people who um, would not necessarily stress about it. so um, so that way it doesn't cause added stress to people. but at the same time, it can be very helpful for parents or for spouses um, to make sure that obviously their loved one is is healthy and and, and safe. so, um that's also a very good option and and I think a lot of people are really excited about that. And Dexcom, I think was the first one to actually have that technology and be able to see it on your phone. And I think a lot of people were really excited about that, including myself. i um, I like the idea of having that information on my phone because to be honest, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on my phone more so than I'm gonna be looking at my pump. Um, a lot of times I, you know, you get you get so used to having the pump there that you forget it's there. And so being able to open up your phone and look at the and have that number right there for you, I think is is really beneficial and something that people really enjoy. Now with Dexicom, they don't have a pump, but they have worked with another pump system called Tandem, so the T Slim pump. Um, works with the Dexacom and they now have a closed loop system for that as well. Um, so if you if you do want a pump or you have a pump and you want to use Dexacom, you do have an option of a closed loop system with that. And I haven't heard a whole lot of feedback from that one and obviously I haven't used it as far as the closed loop system so I don't know about you know the accuracy or how well it does control your blood sugar. Um, but that is an option and, um, I know Dr. Pano, especially after he started using the Dexcom, he was interested in getting the T-Slim to see how that worked, but there's some issues with insurance and whatnot. So we'll see if we, if he can get that done and, and test that out, cause that'd be interesting to hear the differences between, um, the Medtronic closed loop system and the T-Slim Dexcom closed loop system, you know. Even though it's just one person, the difference between those two for that person, I think it would be interesting to see um, how, it, how well each of them perform. I would say one of the only downsides with the um, Dexcom is that the profile of it is much bigger and much a little bit more bulky than the, uh, the other two sensors, whereas the Medtronic sensor is a little bit more of a lower profile so it doesn't stick out as much so there's less likelihood of catching it or getting it ripped out and then the Libre is is the most um, sleek and and very thin and doesn't really stick out at all so there is that to consider too um, if you're and, and for most people that really doesn't matter um, I would say for me though it matters a little bit just because like I said I coach wrestling I do a lot of grappling sports so people are grabbing different areas especially areas where you typically would put those sites there's a lot of there's a lot of friction there and so it's easy to get pulled out especially you know the more bulky it is the easier it is to be, to get in, um, torn out so that is something to think about now with the Libre sensor like i said it's one of the newest on the market right now and it's also one of the slimmest so it's it's very very small and very low profile so it doesn't stick out um, from your body as much and i think one of the um, selling points that they like to point out is it's very painless Um, there is something that does stick into your skin so there is some puncturing going on but they advertise very proudly that it is a relatively pain painless process so obviously that's a high selling point for a lot of people because obviously pain is not fun so having something that can remove a lot of pain from your life is awesome because and I think mainly they're advertising that in regards to you don't have to stick your finger as many times and so obviously the less we have to stick our finger relatively we're more happy um, because let's be honest checking your checking your blood sugar can be a little bit of a hassle at times and even though it's relatively simple relatively quick it's just one of those things it's like it's like taking out the trash is it really that big a deal no it's not but it's just like mentally it's more draining than it is actually physically draining and um so being able to take that out of your life uh, or at least some of that out of your life i think is huge for a lot of people and so obviously they're going to highlight that and capitalize off of that. But I think a lot of people would agree with that with that kind of way of thinking because, like I said, it's just not the funnest thing in the world to be checking your blood sugar all the time. And in order to get the information that you would get from a CGM, you would have to check your blood constantly. And we've talked about that before on the podcast, that when we're not using our sensors, me and Garrett check our blood sugar um, obsessively because we want to see where our blood sugar is going and we're, we're just like Super vigilant about it because we're also just health freaks and um, It's just really important to us to know that information so that we can make the best of des- decision possible for our health and so you can take that out and don't have to be a health freak or a You know a psycho about it and just use a CGM and get that same information and actually better information and more information by using that CGM. So anyways, with the Lifestyle Libre, the way it works is a little bit different than the other ones. It has a reading device. I think you can also use your phone to read it now. I think it used to only have the device. And the way you do it is it doesn't always, it's not constantly sending information to that device like the other two are. It's it's con- the other two are constantly sending the information to the to the device and you don't have to do anything. You just you know turn it on or or look at the device and you can see the number and see the trends. Whereas with the Libre you take your device and you scan it over top of the Libre and then all that data is then put onto the device and you can see it in real time. It, I mean it's relatively easy. It's not like it's a huge hindrance relative to the other ones, um, but it, it's just a different way of, of working. And like I said, you can use the device that it comes with, and I think now you can use your phone. So it has an app as well that you can um, send all that information to and, and see those graphs. So I think after seeing all the success that Dexicom had with implementing the data with your phone, all the, all the other companies have jumped on board and for obvious reasons it's just really really nice to have that information on your phone now with the freestyle libre it is a cheaper price point so it is a little bit more enticing for for people to have especially if they don't have insurance that covers a continuous glucose monitor so that would be people like um, type 2 diabetics generally don't get coverage of continuous glucose monitors um, but then also there's a lot of I'll say quotations healthy people that are getting the continuous glucose monitor just to see how their body is metabolizing and functioning as far as blood sugar goes and um, you may be familiar with a few podcasts that have have done that like I know the carnivore MD has done that where he has tracked his his blood sugar and done you know a few different experiments if you will to see how his body responds to certain foods and so uh, which is really interesting because you can see how a healthy quotations person responds to to blood sugar or and and food and you can see okay how am I doing relative to that because I know we like to beat ourselves up a lot because you know, no matter what, if you're a type 1 diabetic, you're going to have swings. You're going to make mistakes. Yeah, you're not perfect. And you can't always be vigilant like your pancreas should be doing. And so you're going to have those, those mishaps. But that's why we have those sensors. And that's why we can learn from our mistakes. And we can then learn from them and better prepare the next time we run into that situation. Yeah, so like I said, the Libre is is significantly cheaper in all honesty. It's significantly cheaper than the other two options so if you can't get coverage for the CGM with your insurance then um, you may look into the Freestyle Libre um, for an option for a CGM. But let's move on now to really the benefits of a CGM even though we've kinda been talking about it throughout the, the podcast now but I found several articles research articles that highlight the benefits of a CGM and its management in type 1 but also type 2 diabetes and I'll I'll put those research articles in the um, in the show notes but I don't want to get too technical in this because we're already about 30 minutes into the podcast so I won't get too dry but um, I just want to highlight some of the things that you see from looking at these these research articles so so obviously the most important thing for a lot of people in in their eyes is the hemoglobin a1c and we've talked about how that mean it's not always the best test and it's not the most accurate and it doesn't reflect necessarily um, how well you're controlling it but um, that's what most people use and in, see in so um, and really the the important part is how it's changing relative to yourself so is it if it's getting lower it's likely that your blood sugar management is getting better um regardless of what that number actually is the the goal is obviously improvement if it's if it's not in a good range at that time so having said that um these studies almost every study that i found shows that the people using glucose continuous glucose monitors have better a1cs either Than controls or better than they had before they they use the CGM so so it helps with the a1c so obviously that reflects an average blood sugar over three months um, and not necessarily stability so also looking at stability I think is a very important thing and so some of these research studies did look at that as far as time in range and um, staying within range so not having hypo um, incidences or hyper incidences. And so um, with CGM users there was less um, severe hypoglycemia events, whereas with non-CGM u- users there was more hypo, severe hypoglycemic events. And so that's for obvious reasons. Um, you can see with the graph, whatever sensor you're using, that graph you can see where you're trending are you trending down are you trending up and you can make decisions based off of that or at least then say hey I need to check my blood sugar so I can make a, a good decision at this time so you know people who are dropping low they can say hey I'm, I'm starting to drop low and maybe I'll eat a little something or I'll, I'll drink some juice or whatever it is to stop that from getting to a severe situation and at the same time like I said before having it alert you when you're sleeping I think is really important for a lot of people because not everybody has that ability to wake up when they're low and, and that can be based off of individuals you know, person to person but then also um, a person can develop you know almost a tolerance to low blood sugar. Um, I'll use myself as an example. When I quit playing football, I dramatically changed my diet. So obviously when I was playing football, you know I played on the line so I was eating as much as possible just to try to maintain my weight. And then when I quit football I started eating like a normal person. And so my insulin requirements were dramatically different and I hadn't been changing my uh, basal rates at all because I hadn't seen my endo and at that time you know I I wasn't terribly health conscious at the time or at least wasn't taking my health into full control like I should have been doing and um, I kinda just relied on my endo to tell me how I should change my my basal doses but if you're waiting three months to do that That's a long time, and a lot of things can change in that time period. Your requirements can change, and so you really have to be, you know, in some ways your own doctor, and you have to take some of that responsibility in changing so that way your body can stay healthy. And so I hadn't been changing it, and so my basal levels were still at a relatively high level, and so I was constantly getting low all the time, and constantly, so constantly having to you know, eat sugar and and bring it back up. And over time, my set point for my body telling me that I was low began, began to drop lower and lower and lower. So for example, you know, maybe when I first started quitting or first quit football, I would feel low at 60. And then, you know, as I got used to being at 60 or my body got used to being at 60, I wasn't feeling it until maybe like uh 50 and then 40 and then 30 and then eventually uh, i and i i'm a person i'm a person who always woke up in the middle of the night if my blood sugar dropped and then i got to a point where um my body was just so used to it that i dropped low in the night one night and then um luckily i was At a family gathering and so I was sleeping on the couch and so people um could obviously see me and I wasn't waking up and so they just kind of thought I was sleeping in and then they um realized that you know I wasn't waking up and so they they were able to intervene in time and, and and I was fine but that's one of those scenarios where you can drop low you know and not be able to fix it if you If you don't have that CGM to wake you up or at least alert somebody in the house or in the room that something's going on and so that's obviously very beneficial um, to have that because sometimes it is hard to differentiate if you're feeling low or if you're just lightheaded because you're dehydrated or you're lightheaded because your blood pressure has been low for whatever reason then it's it can be it can be hard and so it's it's really nice to have that graph that you can just look at and say okay I am dropping low or no my blood sugar stable right now so it must be something else what what's going on with my body right now so so the like I like I've been harping on all all podcasts the trends are where we um, really like to see and really like and can really benefit from by using the CGM and then so also by staying in range so with finger stick glucometers it's hard to know if you're actually staying in range or if you're just checking your blood sugar at a good time to where you are in range every time you check it cuz you can sometimes fool yourself you can think hey every time I've checked my blood sugar today it's been great so that means I have great blood sugar blood sugar control and that may be the case but it may not be the case, and you don't know unless you have that data, and so that CGM can ha- can give you that data um, to to know for sure if you really do have g- good blood sugar stability or if you're swinging all over the place and you're just happen to check it at the right time. And sometimes, you know, we do that to ourselves. We we don't want to check it when it's high, so we just take insulin and then we wait for it to come back down. And then we check it like, oh yeah, it's good, um, but you know that's not that's obviously not a safe option um, we need to have we need to be making good decisions off of actual data and not just off, off of um, guessing um, how we feel but but that does happen I, I mean I've done that to myself before um, because I mean diabetes is a very emotional disease your our emotions or at least my emotions are are tied very tightly with my diabetes if 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 I have poor blood sugar control, whether and mainly I'm talking about high, because high high blood sugars bother me more than low blood sugars. But um, when I see those high numbers, um, you know it it frustrates me, and so sometimes I just don't want to see that. But with the CGM, I can I can catch those things before they happen, or I can at least catch them early enough to where I can mitigate some of those high blood sugars, and not let them get too high or stay high for a long period of time. Another thing I want to highlight which I've kind of been hitting on here and there throughout the podcast which is the ability to learn from mistakes but also learn from just situations. It doesn't necessarily have to be a mistake. It's just you're learning how your body is responding to different things so exercise is a big one that can affect your blood sugar obviously so and different forms of exercise so if you're trying a new form of exercise you may not know how your body's gonna respond so that's why it's good to have that sensor in to be like okay this is how I handled this new event and then this is the data that resulted from that and then you can say okay what can I change about how I approach that situation and have a better outcome the next time even if it wasn't necessarily a bad outcome you can still fine-tune and say okay I'm gonna have a little bit more um carbohydrates right before or some you know fat before to help keep it a little bit stable a little bit more stable throughout the the exercise or whatever it is you can see how how it's responding and then you can always check the next time you go you you apply that new strategy And then see, okay, did that work, or how do I need to tweak it now, or maybe I should try this instead of that. And so it can be, I mean, it can be really a fun experiment for you to figure out new things, Um, and then that way you you come into a situation that's either the same or similar and say, okay, I got this, I know how my body's going to respond, or I at least have a really good idea, and and you can become more successful with your blood sugar as a result. And that success builds over time because the more data you gather the more new experiences that you start to master the better you become at mastering your diabetes and being able to account for dang near any situation. And, And that's powerful because if we have a lot of confidence in our ability to control our blood sugar, it allows us to become more free. Like we, our motto on this podcast is to be able to gain freedom from from this condition so that way you can live the life that you deserve. And the CGM is a really powerful tool in doing that as far as getting that data, getting that knowledge, getting that experience. So that way when you come across something, you have strategies, you have um, ways of overcoming that so that you don't have to stress about it. And I think every diabetic goes through, or every type one at least, I know, goes through a thousand things in their head every day trying to anticipate what they need to do to make sure that their blood sugar is going to be okay to get them through that day or that event. Because um so many things can affect it and so many things can happen you know we may have a plan for the day but it can always go sideways and so as a diabetic we're always thinking of all those situations and all those scenarios that can go wrong or can go different and we need to be prepared for them and that can take a lot of brain space but if you have all this data and you have all this experience that you've gotten from that data and and these successes that you've built on then that planning and that brain energy expenditure becomes much less once you have that experience It's just like um, you know for example a doctor who's been in practice for 30 40 50 years they don't have to use as much brain power as a doctor just graduating from school because that that doctor graduating from school doesn't have much experience so they have to use every ounce of their brain power to remember okay you know in school I learned when this happens we need to do this whereas a doctor is like I've seen that our doctor who's been in practice for a long time has said uh, just says hey I've seen that before and this typically works or we ne- we have to do this or this and it's just become it becomes natural and so that's what we're trying to do with our diabetes helping it to become a little bit more natural we it's just a a reaction we know this happened and so we're now we're going to do this. And so I think it's pretty clear the benefits of of having a CGM especially as a type 1 diabetic but also it's very important as a type 2 diabetic. And the reason for that is again you have you have you get that data of what's going on in your body. There are so many type 2 diabetics that I work with that don't check their blood sugar hardly at all. When I, when I first started in the outpatient clinic at school and I had my first diabetic come in and I asked them, how, how, how often do you check your blood sugar? And they were saying, once every other day. And I was just mind blown. I'm like, how can you understand how your body is functioning off of such little data? And at that time, I don't even know if I had had a sensor in yet and I understood the importance of having as much data as you can so for those type 2 diabetics out there not only checking your blood sugar much more frequently but if you can not afford it having a CGM is so powerful and with type 2 diabetes you may not necessarily have to have a CGM all the time because you're not necessarily trying to dose insulin off it so it's not necessarily A huge complex equation that you're trying to go through every day but that being said you wouldn't necessarily have to wear it long term but you can wear it for a certain amount of time and get that data of how your body is responding to certain foods because some foods are going to react differently in other people and so if you go on the internet you can see you can try and search in you know um, low glycemic fruits or low glycemic foods and what you should be eating but how is your body actually responding to those foods because I know for me as a type 1 diabetic because I've had this data I've had the CGM for a while I know how my blood sugar is going to be responding to certain foods and I can tell you it's much different than what you're gonna read on a Google search or in a book because my body's unique And so how do you know that blueberries or blackberries don't spike your blood sugar or don't keep your blood sugar up for very long? Because that's one of those big ones that that people go to um, because it's low glycemic. But how do you know? And to give you an example of that, um, I'll use uh, myself and Dr. Pano and how we both respond to bananas. So with Dr. Pano, he will actually use bananas to raise his blood sugar because it will raise it relatively quickly whereas myself if I eat a banana it doesn't do anything to my blood sugar until about sometimes almost an hour later and that's when it really starts to spike and it spikes relatively quickly but it doesn't do that until about an hour later so if I didn't have a CGM or if I wasn't checking my blood sugar multiple multiple times a day I would have no idea I would just assume that it would you know raise at this amount of time or be okay because it has this this amount of fiber in it because it's gonna be slower digesting and whatnot those are general guidelines that we go off of but that's not always the case so you need to check your blood sugar at the very least you need to check your blood sugar several several times a day um, before you eat right after you eat you know 15, 30, 40 minutes, an hour, two hours after you eat, it. you need to have that data so you know how your blood sugar is responding and you know if that food is working for you or against you because this is you know it's a continual battle and we need to make sure that we're using the right tools, the right weapons against it to then be successful so check your blood sugar But I would also encourage you, like I said, to get a CGM, get a continuous glucose monitor, at least for a little while, because that data can be so important and can be um, so rich to be able to see that and know, okay, my body responds really really well to these foods, but these foods, um, not so much. So I'm going to stay away from these ones, and we're going to focus on these ones. And you can create a unique plan for yourself to be be successful with this instead of trying to just rely on Google or you know even even doctors we for the most part will give general recommendations cuz we have if we have a limited amount of data to go off of general recommendations are pretty much all we have left but if we have that data of the CGM man we can use we can get so much more specific and and when we're more specific we can have a much higher degree of success and that's why you know no program or no diet or no exercise is gonna be best for every single person on earth it's it's dependent on that person and so how do you get specific with what you need to do well you need more data and that's and that's why a CGM is really really beneficial so I'll step down from my soapbox now and we'll end end this podcast here. But if you got any benefit out of this, whether you have a CGM or you know somebody that could benefit from a CGM, I would highly suggest you either have them listen to this podcast or at least at the very least educate them on what you've learned from this podcast um, because like I said this um, this device can be so, so beneficial and, and just huge in people's health. And I just really love these products because of what it gives you. And that is the data and the tools that you need to gain freedom from your condition to live the life that you deserve. So I'll leave you with that, and we'll see you on the next one. you so much for listening to today's episode if you found value in today's conversation we would appreciate it if you gave a five-star review it really helps us branch out our community and get our message across to those who really need to hear it if you want to interact with us on social media you can follow us on the Die buddies podcast on facebook twitter and instagram or if you have any questions comments concerns or moral outrages you can email us at the at gmail.com thanks